Caden, you're going to come up? Okay. Hudson, yeah, come on. It's a family affair. These are my, this is my great niece and my great nephew. Yeah. So you guys can go ahead and sit right there. <laughs> so I have a question for all of you. When's the last time you saw God? Have you ever seen him? Huh? Have you guys ever seen him? Nobody's raising their hand. But do you, do you believe in him? Do you? Yeah. You know, I, Karen and I went for a walk this morning. And uh, I found this along the side of the road. Isn't that pretty? It's, I think it's a moth. Now let me ask you something. I know you won't be able to see it very well, but here's what we're looking at, okay? Do you, do you, I think I know what it is. Okay. It looks like a butterfly. It does, doesn't it? It looks like a butterfly. And see how pretty it is? Now let me ask you this. Do you think all these colors got on here like this? And you see, see right down have, there on the wing? I have, I have toes on there. Yeah, he does. See, do you think that got there by chance, or do you think somebody designed that? thought about it and said, this is what it's going to look like. What do you think? Do you think, think, just, think it just happened, or do you think somebody actually made this? I think somebody made it. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, somebody did make it. You know who that somebody is? God. He made this. See, we, even though we can't see God, we can believe he is because of things like this. Or even like your hand. Just hold up your hand for a second. Caden, Hudson, hold up your hand for a second. Look at that. Isn't that amazing? Who made that? God. He did. And so when we look at this, we see that there is a God. Now, there's a Bible passage I want to teach you today. And actually, all of you, this is from Hebrews. We're going to talk about this in a few minutes. It says this. Faith. Oops. Faith, put your hand over your heart like this. Faith is being sure, now pound your hand into your fist, of things we hope for. Faith is being sure of what we cannot see. You want to do that with me? Let's all do this together, okay? Faith is being sure of what we hope for. Faith is being sure of what we cannot see. And what we cannot see is God. But we can be sure of him, can't we? Because he is. Because of things like butterflies and moths and fingers. They tell us, yep, our God is real. He is, okay? All right, let's pray. Let's pray. Fold your hands. Ready? God, we thank you that you are. And even though we can't see you, we know you are. And that the Bible tells us so, and your world tells us so. So help us always have faith in you. We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, here you go. And make sure your Aunt Karen behaves during church, okay? Hudson, you can go back with your sister now, buddy.
Good morning. Our readings this morning, the first reading is from the Old Testament book of Genesis, chapter 15, verses 1 through 6, and this can be found on page 13 of your pew Bible. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield and your very great reward. But Abram said, O sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless and the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus? And Abram said, You have given me no children, so a servant my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him. This man will not be your heir, but a son coming from your own body will be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look up at the heavens and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. Abram believed the Lord, and he credited to him as righteousness. Our epistle reading is from the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verses 1 through 16, and this can be found on page 1191 in your pew Bible. By faith. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith, Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as a righteous man when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, he still speaks, even though he is dead. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith, Abraham, even though he was past age and Sarah herself was barren, was enabled to become a father because he considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. And they admitted that they were aliens and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of a country they had left, they would have opportunity to return. Instead, they were looking for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Our gospel reading today comes from the book of Luke, 
chapter 12, verses 22 through 34, and this can be found on page 1031. Please, in respect to the Holy Gospel, rise. Do not worry. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. Life is more than food, and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens, they do not sow or reap, they have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable you are than birds. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to this life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Consider how the lilies grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you, O oh, you of little faith? And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it, for the pagan world runs after such things, and your father knows that you, that you need them. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions, give to the poor, provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will not be exhausted, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. Please remain standing for the hymn. Yeah. 
Please be seated. By the way, our thanks to uh, Julie. Heather was going to be the musician this morning, but she is ill, and that's why we had to change songs. And Julie came and took care of all that last night. So thank you, Julie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're going to look at the uh, New Testament lesson for today from Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11. I'd like to read again verse 13. All these people were still living by faith when they died. Let's pray. Father in heaven, may that be said to be true of us, that that moment when you call us home, we will be living by faith. Faith in you, who are our rock, our redeemer. Bless these words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts, that we may, they may be acceptable in your sight, and you be used by you to make us strong in faith. We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, you just, you, I just, the words to convey to you how much God loves you. And that he loves you unconditionally. And that no one here leaves this house of worship today with a doubt about that. Well, what I'd like to ask you to do is, if you, if you wouldn't mind, is uh, if you'd all just close your eyes. And if you don't want to close your eyes, that's okay. But if you have closed your eyes, keep them closed until I ask you to open them. And, and if we get to that point, and what you need right now, because it's been a hard week, is a few more moments rest, go ahead and keep them closed. And we'll wake you up when it comes to the end of the message. Now, as I'm looking around the, the sanctuary, most of you, most of you do have your eyes closed. And I thank you for that. That's an indication to me that you trust me, because who knows what I might do while your eyes are closed here. And those of you who are watching me, that's okay. I, I get it that you don't trust me. And just please know that I don't take your lack of trust in me personal, okay? Well, go ahead and open your eyes. What we just experienced to a degree is the one of two ways that we have of living this life out. Either we can live our lives trusting in that which we cannot see, our God. Or we live our lives with our eyes open, which is, in a sense, to trust in ourselves. Which is it for you? Eyes open or trusting in God? Which is the better way to live? I think for the most part all of us would say, well, if you were to describe your life, you would say, yes, I'm, I'm living my life trusting in God. I know if you were to ask me how I'm trying to live my life, that's, that's what I would say. That's what I would tell you. But then I, I listen to parts of the Bible like Hebrews chapter 11. And I hear the story of Noah. And I, I hear the story of Abraham and Sarah. And I hear the story of Enoch. And you hear all those stories. And I step back and I ask myself, really, Dave? You're really living like those folks? I mean, that's what living with trust in God looks like. 
would I have done what they did in that situation? Faith, faith is being sure of what we hope for. Faith is being sure of what we cannot see. In spite of what he couldn't see, Moses hoped for rain, didn't he? I mean, there was sunny day after sunny day. I don't know if the weather forecasters back then were talking about the drought during Noah's day. Maybe it rained like normal, but nothing to demand or suggest that you're going to need an ark. And just think about Noah as sunny day after sunny day went by and the crowds all began to gather around their backyard where they're constructing this ark. Just think of all the jeering and the taunting that had to be going on, and yet Noah and his family, they just ignore all of that, and they keep building the ark by faith. Trusting in what they cannot see. There's not a cloud in the sky. Trusting in what they cannot see. So they lived. Then there's Abraham and Sarah. I think guys can especially appreciate this. Because we always think we know where we're going, don't we? Need a map? No. Need directions? No. Are you lost? No. We'll never admit it, will we? Yeah. But they up and they go to some place that they have no idea where they're going. It says so by faith, when Abraham, when called to go to a place, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. And their story of faith gets even better because now you have this couple, what, 190 years old or 180, well beyond the age of childbearing. They have not had any children whatsoever. And yet, they believe in that moment after God spoke to them that not only were they going to have a child, they were going to have more children than what could be counted. And they believed that, even though they couldn't see it, even though everything they saw went contrary to it. They still believed it. And so did Abel. And so did Enoch. And so did all of the other people who are mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11, which many people call the great hall of faith to a person. In spite of what they could see, they believed in what they could not see. And they lived their life out in faith in, in the God whom they could not see. And their testimony to you and to me today is simply this. There's no better way to live than to live by faith. All these people were still living by faith when they died, and they admitted that they were aliens and strangers on earth. People who say such things show they are looking for a country of their own. They were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. The question is, can you and I live that way? Can we live by faith? 
Can we live trusting in that which we cannot see? Well, if they could, and they did, so can we. How can I say that? How can I say that we can live our lives similar to how people who are in the faith hall of fame, no less, how can we live as they lived? Well, I can say that because faith is a gift from God. And the gift that God gives us with faith to believe in, the gift that God gives us to believe in is, is this one thing. And it's the gift of being able to believe in this one thing, this one thing that enables us to live our lives with faith, trusting in a God whom we cannot see in spite of all that we can see. Now, what's this one thing? What's this one thing that God gives us the gift of being able to believe? It's the gift of this, the gift of the knowledge that God loves you no matter what. And no matter what the circumstance of life is, no matter what, include everything in that, no matter what, the gift is being able to believe that God loves me. Let's back up for a moment to the Faith Hall of Famers. So besides faith in God, besides living, believing in what they could not see, what's the one other thing that each of these people had in common? Well, the thing they all had in common is this, that they were all sinners. And none of them could have believed and lived by faith. None of them could, sinners as they were, none of them could unless they knew that God loved them. That's what enabled them to be and live as people of faith. That's what made the difference in each of their lives. That in spite of being sinners, in spite of circumstances, they were able to believe in God because they knew God loved them. I can think of no better story told in Scripture that illustrates God's unconditional love for us, circumstances notwithstanding, than the story of the prodigal son. And I can think of no better incident in Scripture that is portrayed that shows us that God's love for us is unconditional and he loves us no matter what the circumstances are or what we've been or done is in that moment on the cross when Jesus turned to the thief on his right and said, today you will be with me 
in paradise. Talk about circumstances facing that man. And the only thing that enabled him to believe in that promise was what was taking place right next to him, which is the ultimate reason why we have and what we have to be able to believe that God loves me no matter what. The Bible says this of Jesus in his death on the cross. Greater love has no one than this, that he lays down his life for his friends. It also goes to say this, but God showed his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And even the Old Testament people had this to hang on to, this word of God. I have loved you with an everlasting love. God loves you. And he has taken away all of your sins. He loves you. And he has defeated death for you. He loves you. And he has given you everlasting life in heaven. And he's done all of that for you, given you this love in Jesus. In fact, he's given you Jesus. And that is your guarantee of things not seen, that you might live by faith. You can live by faith. You can be like Abel and bring the first fruits of the blessings that God has given to you in your life as an act of faith and praise and thanksgiving. You can be like Enoch and, and have a, a life that is described as being a walk with God. You can be like Noah and his family. For they stood up with their faith and their convictions in the face of a, of a culture and a world which was less than friendly to their values and to what they were doing. Even so, now you, in this world, in our culture, in our society, which is less than friendly to our Christian values and our Christian beliefs and our Christian convictions, you and your family can live out your faith today. Because you know God's love for you is unconditional in Jesus Christ. We can live by faith. Now maybe in your mind you're saying, I can? With a question mark. Or you're saying, I can? With an exclamation mark. Where does it seem 
Where's the question mark for you? I can't. Where does it seem beyond your reach to be able to live by faith? What is it, what is it that that thing that is bigger than you and, and has you wrapped up in worry about it rather than faith? Well, just know, whatever that thing is, whatever that issue is, whatever that matter is which is bigger than you, it is not bigger than God. This thing that is that matter of concern for you is not bigger than him. God is faithful and is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine so that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, including living by faith. We can live that way. We'll never be Hall of Famers of faith. I don't know. We'll not rank up there like Noah, or Abraham, or Sarah, or Enoch, or any of those listed in Hebrews chapter 11. They're truly a hall of famers. But it can still rightly be said of you, and it still can be rightly said of me, that all these people were still living by faith when they died. And that God is not ashamed to be called our God, for he has prepared a city for us. And all of that is possible. This blessed reality of living by faith, trusting in that which we cannot see in spite of all that we can see, that is possible for you and for me because of Jesus and all he did for us. We can live by faith. And that is the best way to live. And may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus with faith. Being sure of what we hope for. Faith. Being sure of what we cannot see. Amen. Let's stand.